John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, we'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. And guess what? Isotope offers one free month of Music Production Suite Pro, which has all the tools you need to mix, master, and repair audio. Also, you can get 10% off all other software using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All of this is at isotope.com, I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. We'd also like to thank our newest sponsor, Self-Care Non-Alcoholic Beer by Three Magnets Brewing Company. Helping creative people foster a healthier relationship with alcohol since 2020. They're now shipping to 41 states via drinkselfcare.com. Want to help us help them help you? Go to drinkselfcare.com and use promo code HIGAIN. That's H-I-G-H-G-A-I-N to get 15% off your first order. Self-care, because sometimes you want a beer, but also don't. Hey, it's Ed Peterson. Hi, Ed. It's John. John Kiltica. <laughs> We're back again, John. We are back. It's the High Game Podcast. High Game Podcast, for sure. Beautiful West Seattle, Washington. Oh, I love it. It's 80s today. Yeah. We're still in the summer. In the now time. Yeah. It's hot and humid. Not into the humid so much. I'm more into 108 degrees and no humidity, but whatever. Who knows, by the time this drops in the future time, mm -hmm. it could be raining. Sure. Driving back from Southern California to beautiful West Seattle. Yes. Our car has the map as you drive, you know, it's got the GPS thing. And the number of bodies of water 
from Central California to Southern Oregon, uh-huh. where you see a lake. Where it used to be. And you look over, you can tell that that's not normal grass. That's whatever vegetation is at the bottom of a lake that is gone. There is no sign of water. It's wild. I think while you were gone, they found another body oh, really? at the bottom of Lake Mead. As the water keeps retreating, <laughs> they keep finding these bodies in oil drums. No shit in oil drums. Yeah. Man. Somebody will correct me, but it's maybe four or five to date. Oh, my God. Yeah, let's just go out on the lake and dump it. Nobody will ever find yeah, it. Yeah, we're totally fine. Yeah. You do not want to be the dude who's assigned to opening the barrel. I need a t-shirt. Don't open the barrel. That'd be a good one. I wonder if they'll find Hoffa. If that lake dries up enough, yeah. who knows? Yes, said beverages. I did it in the high voice again. You feel it in the moment. I do. I totally do. We got a beer again. We got an N.A. beer again. Yeah, from Three Magnet Brewing. Our sponsor and new best friends. Yeah. I've never met our new best friends. I stopped in at the Three Magnet Brewing pub, but our best friends were not there. Ah. There were new friends that were working, but they weren't the people that box us up beer and send it to us. Ah. Let's try this out. Okay. Freak Flag IPA. Yeah. You know, this is one of my favorites from them because yeah. uh, I'm a big fan of the taste of hops. This is a pretty hoppy banger. Wonderfully hoppy banger. WHB. White hot banger. Wonderfully hoppy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. You're just raw dogging the Freak Flag IPA and you don't have a backup coffee today. I do have a backup coffee. Do you? Oh, okay. Woo. Yeah. Do you have Man, a backup coffee? Worried. Of course. Yeah. I got a backup coffee in this mug with an elephant on it. John. Yes. When I talk to people about what's the high gain, I say, oh, it's like a guitar podcast. We do it every week. We cover kind of the history of how a guitar was made. And then I inevitably say, and we don't duplicate guitars. Yes. We never redo a guitar. That's right. This guitar, I can't believe we haven't done before. It's a silver tone. It's a silver tone. We've done three or four silver tones. Yeah. It's Chicago boys, right? Yeah. And so we've probably done harmonies or something that's just this guitar. Pretty similar. But not, Yeah. right? It's got a few extra things about it. What we're looking at here is, you're right, a semi-hollow with F-holes. It's got two humbuckers, two-tone, two-volume, and the pickup selector switch. Uh-huh. Unlike most harmonies of the day, though, this one came with a Bigsby. That looks different. Instead yeah. of some bullshitty tram arm. Yep. Sounds great. My guess is this was the most expensive guitar in the Sears catalog the year this came out. That's my guess. 
Do you want to just skip right to that part? I don't think I do. I don't know what year this is. Normally, yeah. you wait till I talk about some of the more interesting aspects of the guitar. Right. So you wrap your head around it. You'd be maybe flying blind if you were to guess now. I would probably need at least a year. We should tell everybody this sure. is a Silvertone 1446. Okay. Introduced in 61. Introduced in 61. Discontinued in 67. It's black with white trim. That mm -hmm. would be the knobs and the pickguard and the pickup surrounds. Yep. Also known as the Chris Isaac model. Oh, sure. Remember sure. our man, Chris yeah, Isaac? Yeah, of course. Chris Isaac was born in 1956. Is that possible? Sure. I don't know that he primarily played this guitar or even still does, but it's come to be known as the Chris Isaac. Yeah. For a Chicago Boys guitar, this thing sounds amazing. Yeah. And it's for a couple of reasons. I mentioned the Bigsby. Do you think these pickups sound nice? They've got the offset pole bangers, you know, when it's like three on one side and three on the other. Uh-huh. What's that look like to you? That looks like a Telecaster wide range pickup. It looks like a lovey design. Does it? Yeah. It is. Look at Ed paying attention. This guitar has Seth Lover designed mini humbucker PAFs in it. Made yeah. by Gibson. Man. This came stock with Gibson pickups in it. Built from 61 to 67. Yeah, so if you get one of these and it doesn't have the lovies in it, you're not really getting what you would like to have. This had to be the most expensive one in the catalog. It's got big block inlays, binding top and bottom, that big speed, and mini humbuckers. That's rad. I'm ready. I'm ready to throw a number. Okay. First year of introduction, 1961. Mm -hmm. Is that Kennedy? Yeah. Kennedy dollars, 1961. Yeah. What are you paying for this Silvertone that you're going to get out of the Sears catalog? Oh, man. I want to throw a number that's greater than $200, and I know that's wrong. So I'm going to say it was 174 and I think that's way too high. Your instincts are right. I just wonder why you fail to follow them. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so it's like 127 It's $139 yeah. in yeah. 1961. I just feel like it should be more. What a strange thing, though. The Chicago boys are making guitars for Sears that are going to be mostly paid for on time, bought out of the catalog. But they're putting Gibson pickups in them and a Bigsby on them. Yeah, awesome. $139. How much is that in today dollars, Ed? $852. That is $1,300. Man. In today dollars. They had an expert's three pickup guitar. Pay more like, for more pickups. Yeah. And then individual toggles for each pickup. And then a volume and tone for each pickup. Yeah. Tons of knobs and switches. And that was 169. Three pickups is a great idea on paper, but I find it difficult a lot to play because where I happen to place my hand when I'm playing is right where that middle pickup is. Oh, sure. And so sometimes it's hard for me to maneuver around. Yeah, and you can kind of bang up against it. Yeah.
Let me give you the rundown on this. Here. Yeah, I'm interested. Okay, if I uh, turn down my tones and go to the neck so we can get the most necular sound. Like that? I do. You want to hear the most bridge-tastic? Um, Maybe I should put in some of this to just freak Ed's ears out a little bit. Put my tones back in the middle. Pickups back in the middle. Pretty good. I gotta tell you, though, I'm not sure I hear the specificity of those pickups. What do we do to hear, oh shit, they're rippers. Yeah, those are loveys. On the board, we've still got that Kitty Caster FX. Some groovy wizard. Maybe it wants to be soaked. Maybe that's what it likes. Yeah. I bet you plug this thing straight into a Benson, play that thing at volume. Yeah. You could get some screaming out of it. It's like a tuxedo guitar, you know, black and white. Yeah. I like that it's clearly aged and the materials that they used on different parts of the guitar are clearly different types of material. The volume and the tone controls are probably Bakelite. Yeah, they're the cupcake-shaped knobs, yep. and they've yellowed at a different rate than the pickguard. Exactly. Yeah. So the pickguard is like stark white still, like white-white, but the volume and tone controls and the toggle is aged, and then the truss rod cover on the headstock is more like the pickguard, still super white. Yeah. I think that's cool. I said this was discontinued in 67. Yeah. It probably would not have lasted much longer anyway. Because the Silvertone name that Sears was using on all its house brand stuff yeah. was last used in the 1972 catalog. Yeah. From there, the rights to the Silvertone name itself were purchased by Samick. The Samick boys. The Samick boys, who are still doing reproduction Silvertones. Sure. Yeah. Are these collectible at this point? Have they increased in value a lot? Yeah, these are sought after. Okay. Where do we get this one? This one we got from our good friends over there at Thunder Road Guitars. ThunderRoadGuitars.com? That's exactly right. Uncle Frank and the boys, right? Yeah. Throw a little Volante on. That's wonderful. Yeah. You know, I should probably give you a, a little bit of a recap. On the Silvertone? On the Silvertone. I'm almost out of this Freak Flag IPA. That's how tasty it is. Yeah. All right, Ed, what year did Sears mm. invent their house brand, Silvertone? We're going to have a whole bunch of stuff people can buy. We will call it Silvertone. 
I feel like I should know this and I'm going to feel bad about it, but I think it was before the electric craze happened and they were making acoustics. So I want to say like 1932. 1915. Okay. What were they making in 1915? Banjos? Hand-cranked phonographs. Sure. You know, maybe you live out in the I-don't-have-any-electric-outlets place. You're going to need to hand-crank For sure. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're in the trenches in the WW1. Hauling <laughs> your... Your Victrola. Pulling that along with all your vinyl. What was it, lacquer? Yeah, yeah, those plates that just, yeah. like, crack and shatter <laughs> as they're lobbing mustard gas at you. Yeah. In the trenches overdone. Yeah. That scene in Wonder Woman is pretty good when she comes jumping out of the trench and charging the uh, World War I Germans. Yeah. Pre-Nazis. In the 20s, they began putting the Silvertone name on radios once radios became a thing. Mm -hmm. Our man, Marconi, with the making of the radios. Right. Up until then, Sears had been marketing their instruments under the Supertone brand. Oh, okay. So like Supertone acoustics and banjos and, and ukuleles yeah, and yeah. whatever. The Silvertone name replaced all the Supertone stuff. Have I ever seen a Supertone? I'm trying to think if I've seen a Supertone Dobro. Supertone, 1930s, brown sunburst. Sure. Interestingly, there's no name on it. It doesn't say Supertone. It doesn't say anything. Early no sticker model. Huh. Yeah. Going into the 50s, they were sticking the Silvertone name on more stuff. Console TVs, tape recorders. Right. Walkie-talkies. Oh, cool. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, I gotta get a pair of Silvertone walkie-talkies. I had walkie-talkies when I was a kid. Did you? Yeah. Plastic toy walkie-talkies. Yeah, they were fun. Give one to your friend, couple doors down, talk on the walkie-talkie when you're supposed to be in bed or whatever. That's oldie guy stuff. Supertone, 1929, natural guitar. Thousand bucks for some oldie guy acoustic. No thanks. You could also get hearing aids and car radios with the Silvertone name on them. Sure, I buy that. It's only surprising they didn't have, like, overalls. Yeah, you'd think they would just be expanding and expanding and putting Silvertone on everything, going at this pace. But then all of a sudden, in the late 60s, they strip it off everything except the musical instruments. Right. I think this thing really comes into its own on this setting. I don't think this thing likes the dirt much. Unless, like you said, let's plug it into a Benson and jacket. We play in this setting a lot. And I can think of a bunch of semi-hollow kind of guitars like this that we threw into a very similar pedal board. And we were like, oh my God, and it this thing is yeah. amazing. This one does not do that. It doesn't do it. Yeah, I don't know what it is. They're not sounding like I expect a lovey pickup to sound. Yeah. Maybe he knew these were going to Sears. Maybe he was pissed. Do you know who I am? Yeah. I'm lovey. You gotta try it. Try and decide. Is it hello or goodbye? Goodbye or goodbye. 
It's black. Ed likes black guitars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Black and white tuxedo style. Yep. It's got lovey design pickups and a Bigsby. And it's associated with heartthrob Chris Isaac. So buy or deny. Buy. It's a buy or for Ed. Can, yeah, of course. It's actually pretty cool. I do like the tuxedo thing. I tend to not be the biggest Bigsby fan. If you threw a Bigsby on a Telecaster, no thanks. This one seems really stable. Yeah. This thing, the whole time we've been here, has not gone out of tune. We have played very expensive name brand guitars that cannot stay in tune for two minutes. Yeah, this thing's cool. What about you? Yeah, on the face of it, I'm a buy. Yeah, come on. I don't know if I should have expected the pickups to sound different because they're Gibsons or not. Yeah. But it plays well and all the appointments are top notch. And as I've just mentioned, it stays in tune. I don't really see any reason not to recommend it. Yeah. It really comes alive with the reverbs and the delays and all the miscellaneous I've got on here. That sounds good. Well, so there you go, Ed. Before you knew it, the Chicago boys were putting higher-end appointments on stuff. It is unsurprising that this was one of the more expensive guitars. That Bigsby was an expensive add-on. This is just a way better guitar Yeah. in that catalog. If you bought the three-pickup one, you were a sucker. You were fooled. Sucker. Yeah, come on. I had to look up. Sears is an American chain of department stores. Oh. Number of locations. Oh, my God. Throw an actual guess out. How many Sears department stores do you think there are today? 50. 23. Wow, so less than one per state. I wonder at their high point how many stores they had. They probably had one in every big town in America. You go, you get your tough skins for back to school. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, we're going to take lots of pictures of this, and we're going to put them up in all the places. Sure, probably on Instagram. That seems to make sense. Yeah, and the Facebooks. Um, Oh. And on our website. Is that thehighgain.com? It is. Should they be sending us mails? The High Gain at the High Gain Pod. The High Gain Pod. At gmail.com. Yeah. Send a mail. And you know, if you're like me and don't like remembering stuff like that. Sure. Just go to thehighgain.com. Contact yeah. us that way. You don't Sure. Yeah. Hey, are we part of the Ruinous Network? The Ruinous Media Network of Music-Related Podcasts? Yes, we are. I would say we're their flagship podcast. The, Joe and the guys? Yeah. Rinky Dink Operation? They pull <laughs> the high gain in? <laughs> You can feel the tide rising. (laughs) (laughs) You should just delete all that. Are you kidding me? John, we love what you're doing with the high gain, but that Ed guy. Gotta get rid of that guy. Yeah. All right, Ed. Well, let's hope you make it till next week. Okay. All right, then. Bye. Bye.